Welcome back, everybody, to the CNC Replay. I'm Noelle. I'm Corey. And again, sorry for the delay, um, but we made... We both the... have lives. This doesn't pay us. It's on our own time. We made the commitment that we're going to we're gonna give you an episode every week, and by golly, we're going to do it. So, Which is why we're recording an hour before Corey has to work. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not even an hour before I have to work. I'm currently working, so I'm multitasking. So Yes, which is such a good thing. Such a good thing. Um... We usually do like a little like like five minute intro like conversation. Uh, I sure. just I was tying my shoes. Or, I got new shoes. Um, I got re- I got I got Reeboks. Um, so like they're like they're snazzy guys. They kind of, yeah. I don't I don't know how to describe them like without like showing them. So they're Reeboks. So get that picture in your head and then imagine all of the cool kid chunky sneakers, but like sleeker. Yes. You know, that's, yes. Perfect description. Wow. They're a base white with cream and blue accents. Yes. I'd say more like a turquoise, I think. It's or a like... turquoise? Okay, my camera is yeah. obviously No, you're funky. you're good. I just like I, I was describing this like shoot to somebody else like, uh, that's not blue, that's turquoise. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, blue so I'm gonna, family. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. But so the laces are really interesting. Like I've had really like all of my shoes have had like really like fat round laces. These are like fettuccine noodles. So <laughs> okay, they're the, like really... the the laces that came with the shoe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're really okay, smooth how, and soft. How thick are them? How thick are they? Wow. They're, English. I mean, super super tiny. You I have think. to know. I can't see that. <laughs> there we go. Like that. You're just used to athletic shoes. Those are normal. Those are normal laces, bro. Those but are normal like, flat laces. Look at. Are, they're kind of athletic. See. Okay. Chill on me. But I really like these <laughs> shoes, and I haven't had a pair of Reeboks in like I don't I think like a good uh, ten years, something like that. So nice. Back in the Reebok, I, I'm a huge Adidas guy for shoes, so like Reebok is in the Adidas family. So it's like, ah, well, all right, might as well just go and take some more of that. But you're not betraying any of your your shoe people. No, no. And Nike shoes, yeah. I don't know. They just they just don't do anything for me anymore. I used to be Nike everything, um, but. Not surprising. Not so honestly. much anymore. Um, okay, so yeah, there's your there's your introductory, my new shoes, which is probably what everybody was thinking about on this Wednesday afternoon. Um, but uh, as far as sports news goes, mm-hmm. do we want to just get the pain out of the way first? Uh, yes, and I was thinking about how I wanted to t- discuss this last Lions. So the Lions lost. Go shocking figure. who is surprised Sh- shocking but the people course. that left that game or turned the tv off with you know three seconds left and they were all like eh, we're fine uh, it's okay. uh, in in classic lions fashion the impossible happened so justin tucker is one of the best kickers in the nfl we all know mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a true lions loss if it weren't for something that was inexplicably impossible and then also a little bit of love from our friends in the NFL front offices, specifically the ref, the ref team that always seems to rear its ugly head against the Detroit Lions for some obscure rule or missed play that yes. the rest of the general public can see. Um, so we got, we got everything in the Lions lost bingo card um, from this week. So the Lions, uh, so I, I don't know if it was a hangover for the Ravens, um, but they beat the Chiefs in an incredible uh, Sunday night game last week, so then they are going to go to the Lions, so everybody's thinking, oh man, the Ravens are just going to run 50 on the Lions, but that didn't happen. Um, they didn't play super well. Now, Jackson played pretty well, as usual, but I mean, yes. Lamar Jackson is their offense yes. because everybody seems to have a torn ACL or a torn Achilles on that team. Uh, but regardless, it was very impressive to see the Lions hang with this team, especially coming after, uh, out excuse me, off of a pretty embarrassing Monday night loss, if I say so myself, um, and then also a pretty impressive Sunday night win for the Ravens. So that was really cool. Um, And remember what I talked about last week about how, or we talked about last week, excuse me, how Jared Goff doesn't throw the ball down the field and he checks down quite a bit. Um, Yes, Yes, I do. This man completed like 28 passes and like I think he had under 300 yards. Maybe even under 250, I think the stat line was. Um, so he didn't. Now this is a this is a great way to not turn the ball over. 
And for a team without this much talent, okay, run that offense. I, I have no complaints. But also, if you have a team on the ropes, like you did with the Ravens a little bit there, you're going to need to take some shots downfield, which they did, mm-hmm. uh, which eventually gave them the lead. Yep. Uh, and we're all like, cool, they're going to pull off this upset win. And you believed it because the Lions' defense showed up for three downs. Yep. They they forced three negative plays against the Ravens' offense, and they had a, a huge sack by Romeo Okora at the end of the game. But then it was fourth and 20, mm-hmm. and you give up a 40-yard pass Yep. Yeah. To, to put you in quasi-field goal. That cannot happen. I don't care if you are the Ravens against the Smith Middle School JV football team. That cannot <laughs> That can not happen. Now, so I'm prefacing this because the controversial delay of game penalty that was not called shouldn't have even been in question. But, of course, once you let something like that happen, you're not going to get very many breaks. However, every NFL person was like, this was delay of game. Yeah. Yes. Even I, as a layperson... It was like that wasn't something that they caught or chose to chose to call like yeah yeah it, it, i i don't think i don't think i've seen this much outcry for a detroit or for like a detroit lions miss call since the last miss call for the detroit lions um with the majority of the league so my real question is why does this keep happening to this team why? The football gods hate us. The football gods hate, but like my, my somebody fa- didn't carry a, an other grandmother up a mountain. I don't know. Holes uh, rules. What's happening here? Madame Zeroni, love her. No. But it, it, it. My dad always says it's because nobody respects the Detroit Lions in the NFL. So that means the the refs aren't going to respect the Detroit Lions, which could be true. Yeah, but, but refs are supposed to be on. I know they're not. Right. I know that they are not, but they are supposed to be unbiased. It's literally their job description. Sure, but if they're biased against the Detroit Lions, what are they gaining from making sure the Lions are a laughing stock? Like you're trying to make your product better, right? You're trying to say that you know anybody on any given Sunday can win a football game. When you do stuff like this, if this is the conspiracy, if we're buying into the conspiracy that the NFL is totally against the Lions, how does that benefit them whatsoever? Okay. It may benefit the Ravens, maybe, to have a, instead of having the Ravens being one and two, they're now two and one, which creates Mm -hmm. all sorts of craziness. But the AFC is wide open anyway right now. The Chiefs Mm -hmm. look pretty vulnerable. Um, The Raiders are currently three and oh, go Raiders. Um, (laughs) But I don't think anybody really expects them to run the table or be this like elite team. They're going to slip up here. The, The AFC is completely wide open. So if the Ravens started one and two, they would be fine because their division is a little bit weaker now. The Steelers don't look very good. Um, and the Browns are the Browns. So you, they are better, but they're still, they're still not quite there yet. The Bengals are the Bengals. They're going to win that division. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't win that division, they're going to be number two in that division, and then they're going to make it in the playoffs as a wild card. Nothing is going to happen. No... There's l- little to no resistance for them, essentially. None. So if the, if that's the buy-in of the conspiracy, then w- what do they gain? But the fact of the matter is, this is a repeating thing that happens to the Lions more than any other franchise in the NFL. Not even the Browns have stuff like this that happens to them. Now, the Browns lose in different ways, but... The Lions also lose in those same ways. The Browns lose. So so not only can yeah. we not win from shooting our own self in the foot, which we do plenty of times, don't get me wrong, um, but even when we do just about everything right, with the exception of one mistake, mm-hmm. something else happens to push this team down. And honestly, I'm sick of it. I, I'm mm-hmm. so sick of it. My dad, I texted my dad and my brother-in-laws were going crazy about it. It's like, oh, did you see the field goal? Which, again, I'll talk about in a second. But my dad's like, it's the same thing. It's the new regime, same story. Been watching the same thing on replay for 51 years. This is an old man 
Like, I, I, I guess I can understand how Cubs fans felt before they won the World Series. It's like every time they got a step forward, something else, whether it was themselves or uh, fate, pushed them two steps backwards. And even even Campbell knows that. I mean, he said the league's gonna the league's gonna come out on Tuesday and and say an apology that doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. And I used to think there was there was something I've watched. I don't know some like crazy crystal lady was saying like oh like the attitude of like of like the franchise and the team is really what's bringing them down i'm like what the heck does that even mean but i now i'm i'm gonna can i stop you was her name crystal or did she like crystals no it was like some like nfl network like special thing like most snake bitten franchises or something like okay that. cool thank and you surprisingly surprisingly the lions were not number one which doesn't were make they any number two? sense where were they three no, behind incorrect. the behind the Jets and the and the Washington R words at the time, um, which doesn't make any sense because both of those teams have Super Bowl championships and the Lions don't have any. Okay. Um, so and then there was somebody who did an article in Detroit about that that list, and uh, he said that this is an abomination to the <laughs> to to the the reality that Lions fans face and essentially what this list says from the NFL to Lions fans. You're bad, and we don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are my thoughts. But like again, like you give up that fourth and twenty. You think those guys are believe? Here we go again. Like here we go again. And yeah. and yeah. in theory, no one should be able to make a field goal that long. And I looked again at their NFL records. Matt Prater had the NFL record at sixty-four yards. Yeah, and I the, know. This was outside in Denver where the air is lighter and the ball can travel further. We are in a dome. No weather, no sort of sort of anything outside affecting interference. The kick. No outside interference. And Justin Tucker breaks the record by two full yards. Yeah. That's I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. And the ball hits the crossbar and bounces over instead of backwards. Uh-huh. Or sideways or any literally any other direction that a football normally would go rather than the way that you think it's going to go. It uh, yeah. Only the Lions will this ever happen to ever. Yeah. Name me another that's get on Twitter, email us, tell me if that happens to another franchise. I will say you're dead wrong and you're stupid. Not because... even just another NFL franchise. Any of the no, big four saying. pro sports. That's what I'm any saying. Any of them. This is Na- the only team that this ever happens to. Name me somebody close. You can't. And no. don't even give me the Browns because the Browns have had recent success. I don't I don't want to hear it. The Browns in one year have as many playoff wins as the Lions have had in fifty. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just I, I mean like I'm I literally didn't know what to say. Like There was a video clip of I don't even know who it was, but there was a video clip of two guys watching live. I saw record, I don't know, recording a podcast or what. I think I sent it to you guys, but like recording and one of them started, you know, couldn't watch the field goal, kind of had his head down and then like looked up at the last second and like, you know, our and ha- I my brain just like short-circuited. Hold on. <laughs> no, you're good. And immediately just kind of, like, started, like, complaining and yelling and going, oh, man, how dare. And, like, the guy next to him started laughing maniacally. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. That I, I have no other response except to laugh like a crazy person at this point. Because what else, can, what else can we do? We can't do – we've done all the complaining. We've probably said all of the complaining words in the human – any human language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been however many years we've – We've we've changed everything but the owners, and I truly don't think that the Fords had anything to do with this game. No, they didn't. But I <laughs> but I think that's the that's the last thing that you can do to change this franchise. Yeah, it's the it's the very last thing. Yep. Now that being said, will it happen? Who knows? Uh, they should. They, they you can still keep Ford Field. Should and will are two very different things. Or sell the team under the impression that you'll get like exclusive naming rights to things. Like you'll have, you'll still have Ford Field, you'll still have uh, your name associated with the franchise in some way, but like get a new. Do you regime. think it's mostly that that they haven't sold yet, or do you think it's it's been in our family for God knows how long? That's probably why. You think it's more the legacy thing than the, the money legacy thing? thing. Yeah, yeah. Because the I mean, 
from our friend Ken Cal last week. They do not know how to run a winning franchise. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Like even even people even people in the four majors of Detroit know this. Mm-hmm. And so like I, <laughs> I'm gonna be very careful when I say this, but I'm mostly trying to be funny, kind of, not really. Do you remember what happened to uh, Donald Sterling? He owned the Clippers. I have a vague memory, but not very well. Okay, he was not very he, good. he was the owner of the NBA Clippers. Yes. Um and the Clippers are. Okay. Well, I just <laughs> for people who don't. Um, okay. um and he was recorded saying some like racist things, which if you're racist, just figure it out. That's not cool. Um and the NBA banned him for life for any NBA game and they sold they made essentially made him sell his team. And so uh Steve Ballmer owns the team now. He's a Microsoft guy or something like that. Um like at this point like like can we can we sterling somebody <laughs> to get to get the Fords to sell the team? Not not really. I'd say that as a joke, but like like somebody should tell him like look, you've haven't done anything with this franchise. It's time to let go. Let if you really want your legacy to not be a failure with this franchise, like sell the team, give it up so you can see the team that you obviously care about having in your possession so much to let them flourish elsewhere. Because it wasn't working for the Red Wings when they had their old owner and then Illich came in and then it wasn't working for the Tigers either. And then Illich also came in and the franchises took, I mean, it took a while for the Tigers, but the Red Wings, it was almost like a complete facelift. Yeah. So, so you're saying that the Illiches should buy the Lions, or...? No, no that's not what I'm saying. No, I that know. That's not what I'm saying. I know all. it's not. <laughs> I'm saying someone who cares about winning. Yeah. <laughs> because it's very obviously it's very obvious the Fords don't. They just care yeah. about their legacy. Yeah. And what greater legacy would it be to say that the second we sold the team, they got good? I if don't we, think that's if, their legacy. If we, did, if we didn't sell the team, they would have never been good ever. Say it like that. Sure, sure, they'll believe that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I probably I probably shouldn't have said the the Donald Sterling thing, but still, like if you're a bad person, you shouldn't be allowed to have nice things. Like let's let's preface that. So, okay, we can have that conversation later. Or man, I'm just digging myself a hole. Yeah, uh, do you want a pickaxe while you're down there to get through the rock bed or what? My shovel is sharp and my will is outstanding, as one former Lions coach said during the 0-16 season. So uh, I'm going to stop while I'm behind. Um, so I apologize for my offensive comments, um, legitimately, if that was the case. But still, um, in regards to how that situation was handled in the NBA... Um, Basically, I think... what you were getting at is you would like someone to ask the Fords to leave. Someone who actually has sway rather than just the Twitter bots on online. Correct. Yes. Yes, essentially. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to avoid what I said earlier. That's but, probably a good idea. Yeah. Appreciate or, that. Oh, jeez. Wow. I'm an idiot. <laughs> everybody, everybody, I, I, oh, I embarrass myself at least three times a week. So this is one. This, it's Wednesday. You've made it to Wednesday with just one? Uh, well, when, Wednesday is usually my day where I embarrass myself because I'm in front of the children. So, oh, that's right. So I we're usually, just pre-gaming right now. Correct. So we're, okay, we're cool. keeping we're keeping those up. So, um, the Lions in despair. Name a better combo. You can't. Um, so on to the Chicago Bears this week. So let's hope for good things, but also probably not because the Lions can't have nice things. So, any comments on the Lions? Other than just like one big long sigh. No, I think I've said my piece. Very good. And yeah. I, w- I would like to apologize for my off-the-rails comments. That was just so we can get the apology out of the way. But alas. Thank oh, you geez. for apologizing. Oh, You're good. <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. Oh, we need to move on. What, yeah, we do. What's Corey next? apologizes. Oh, Please forgive him. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I'm a big old right. maroon. I'm a big old maroon. All right, um, Red so Wings. You want to do piss, uh, Red Wings? Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll add, actually no. Let's not do let's not do Red Wings right now. Let's do let's do the Tigers um, briefly um, yeah. because because they are still in technical session. So they're still technical session, but I, I don't really have much on the Tigers other than um, this is the part of like the season 
that like essentially there's nothing to play for anymore mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they can't get to 500 which is sad but also that was kind of a we kind of felt that we kind of felt that um mize is making his last start tonight i hope they let him go a little bit more i hope they don't just like give him three innings like i hope they let him just like empty your tank out a little bit more yeah yeah because there's there's i mean they're playing the twins um if he's pitching well there's no there's no sense in him being cut to three innings or a pitch count or whatever let let him loose this is the last start he's not going to get hurt by throwing uh an extra three innings tonight as opposed to throwing throughout um, the month, like the month with only three innings per start. So let, let him go. If he's pitching well, let him go and do it. Uh, and the same for Scooball because he's lined up on Thursday as well. So let those guys pitch because really right now all you're playing for is like uh, individual stats. So I feel like a win and a full inning or full like games work for these young guys and some of these players who are, you know, striving after things right now. Um, would go a long way because a Candelario is still leading major leagues in doubles. He only has a one double lead right now. I believe Tyler O'Neill is right behind him um, with 41, which I'm pretty surprised. That seems like a low double count, but still impressive that you're leading the entire league in doubles. And I think he'll hold that hopefully because there's no reason for him not to play for the rest of the year. Um, Cabrera is out of reach for 3,000 hits, so it looks like he's going to hit that milestone next year. Um, and we're already post like. Celebration Cabrera Day. Like the, I watched the ceremony. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. I, I think everything that Al Avila said did not make a lick of sense. Um, <laughs> but that's... Is he just was, rambling or what? He was just saying stuff. Like I don't even know how long Al Avila has been with the organization. I know it's been too long. Um, so, um, But like he was talking about like scouting Cabrera, um, but Cabrera didn't sign with the Tigers initially. He signed with Florida. Um so I'd have to do some, I could be completely wrong and he did scout him and he just didn't sign him. I don't know, but he probably is right if he's talking about it. Um, Cause you know, he's, he's the source. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I feel like some of the stuff that he was just talking about didn't make any sense. And he was just making up things at some points, uh, like conversations that he had with like Mike Illich. And I'm like, is this really what happened? <laughs> you, I you, mean, who knows? You know, you know the tweets of, of, of like people like on Twitter, like oh, oh, my little girl came up to me and said blah 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 blah, and it's like everyone's like, no, this didn't happen. Stop mm-hmm. speaking nonsense. I feel like that was kind of one of those moments. Um, sure. But still, it was a nice ceremony. They they did, you know, they gave them, you know, uh, tons of gifts. Tons from of what I saw. gifts. Um, you know, Cabrera helps out a lot in the community, which is really cool to see. Um, but it's also a little awkward knowing like his secret family, like backstory, but also like you can't hold things against people for so long after it's come in the open. Like there's gotta be some sort of like a reconciliation. For- yes. Forgiveness, reconciliation thing. So like, let's focus on the good that he's currently doing now mm-hmm. instead of the not so great thing that he used to do. Um, yes. so- so, but yeah, that was cool. He looked a little awkward during it. Like, he's like, why is everybody giving, like, saying all these nice things? But, like, once they were, like, like once the players, like, gave him stuff, like, he was back to more himself. Like, um, Lou Whitaker it's, was it's, there. It's a different type of attention. Yeah. it And, like, especially for, like, a guy who's, like, one of the best, if not the best, right-handed power hitter of all time. Yeah. Not power hitter, but right-handed hitter of this generation, to yeah. say. Um, but once like Lou Whitaker gave him like a crystal, like bat or something, I don't even know what it was, but like, he was like hugging him and smiling and like, you know, happy that he was there. So like, yeah, that was cool. Um, but other than that, uh, they can't even play spoiler really. The White Sox have clinched the division. Mm. Um, they only play divisional foes. Um, so really just for all these guys that are trying to finish their season strong, um, that's what you're looking for. Stats race. Right. And so, like, how many got... more games? I'm sorry, I don't mean to no. Get you're good. Like that. Um, they have a game Do you tonight. Know how many more games? They have a game tonight. They have a game tomorrow against the Twins. Um, and then they have a weekend set in Chicago okay, um, against the White Sox. So they have four games. One, two, three, four, five. Five if you include tonight. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 
yeah, I can't count. Excuse me. Um, it's okay. You're good. So, so in that regard, this was the feeling that we were feeling like in like late July, August of the past five years. So like there's nothing to play for for the rest of the year. That's kind of what we were feeling like in years prior. So it feels kind of good that like in late September we're like, okay, we're having the same feeling, but it happened in September as opposed to July 31st. Mm-hmm. We've made um, it this far. We've made it this far. So if anything, that shows improvement. And yes. uh, super excited for that. I want these guys, like guys like Reyes, Harold Castro, um, and then like to keep fighting for their roster spots because these are important games for them. Um, and then guys like Candelario, like I said, keep their keep their uh, uh, their doubles title or whatever title they're in yeah. hold of right now. And then also for Cabrera to get as close to uh, that milestone as he possibly can, so we can see it sooner in the year um, next year. Um, so, but I will say this: um, I know I talk about. I've probably said several different times that like, oh, playoff hockey is the best, or or uh, uh, NFL. Or, or like bowl season or late late uh, college football season rivalry week is the best. There is something, I can't put my finger on it. I cannot describe it. There is something special about cold weather baseball. Nostalgia. Like, nost- That's what it is. Nostalgia, whatever it is. And it's not even my teams are playing. Like I am so hyped for the Seattle Mariners right now. Like they are a half a game back out of the second wild card and they haven't been in the postseason in 20 years. I am rooting hardcore for these guys because you watch a game I watched a little bit of the game last night um you watch them play and like the energy is there like they're and like even the players they're they're playing for something you you don't think this team is thinking about 20 years of not being in the postseason they don't want to make it 21 and they are yep. so close now the horrible thing is Boston plays the Orioles and the Nationals who are who are probably the two worst teams in Major League Baseball but the Red Sox already lost the first game to the Orioles and did you see the office beam tweet? I did. I it was did. the Jim and Dwight, do you want to form an alliance with me with the Mariners and the Orioles? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Delaney apparently took about 10 minutes explaining that to her coworker. <sighs> this God, guy. God bless her. But Delaney, this is now a pro Mariners podcast until the end of the year. Hopefully by next week's episode, we'll be talking about the wild card game with the Mariners and most likely the Yankees. But Yes. And who doesn't want to see the Yankees lose, like, ever? Like, screw the Yankees. People outside of New York? I don't know. No, people inside don't. That, people, that's what I meant. I got it backwards. People no, inside good. New York. You're good. So, go Mariners. Watch this last week, because there's a couple races that are coming down the wire, especially in the American League. Um, so, do that. Watch do that. that. Because it is unlike anything and if you want to know all of that energy wrapped in energy and chaos wrapped into one, type in game 162, 2011, and you'll understand why. It's it was I watched that whole game. I was in high school. I skipped like my first two classes that day because I stayed up and watched all of it. Craziest day of baseball I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I'm not going to describe it. You're just going to have to look it up. Do that because this is potentially what this year's playoff hunt could look like, and it's awesome. I love it. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Do you want to go over uh, our one thing for the Pistons before we jump into Red Wings? Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. So I I, I said last week that I was going to save talking about Garza um, um, and just like how he's developing and sifting through early NBA life. Um, But then since the week passed, the Pistons said that they've upgraded Garza's two-way rookie contract to a full NBA contract. So like it's not... He can't get buried in GR or Detroit or wherever their their G League team is going to be. I, I'm so confused by that because the Drive are still a team, but they're also there's Detroit team. So I have I have no clue. We're going to have to research that. Yes, um, I have no idea. So, um, but that shows me that they're. I mean, this is a guy that they obviously see something in and that they believe in, um, and uh, they rewarded him with the upgrade in his contract. I want to talk about something because the reason I believe that Garza is going to be so good is because of how he's worked to where he's at. So he was at Iowa for four seasons. So that's usually kind of rare for a college basketball player to play full all of his seasons at, you know, without leaving in the NBA draft early. Like that doesn't usually happen. 
Um, but from his time, he wasn't really a highly touted prospect or a highly touted recruit out of high school. And then he became the best college basketball player in the nation his senior year. So, so that tells me, why wouldn't you take a chance on this guy? Because everybody looks at the draft selection, uh, and he was late second round, by the way. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he was early, like on the cusp of it. No, he was late second round. And they're like, ah, he's, his game's not going to develop too well in the NBA. He's too small to play center, blah, 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 blah. All the guy knows is how to work. Like, he's yep. outworked everybody. And everybody, even, you know, when the results weren't necessarily there in the, in the, in the preseason, they were saying how hard this kid worked. And it's, it's one thing to say, oh, this kid works hard, and then there's no results. It's another thing to say, this guy worked countlessly to get to where he was at. He worked and became the best player in college basketball his senior year. He worked and turned heads in the NBA, pre, or in the NBA Summer League because of how hard he worked. And he eventually upgraded his own contract because of how he turned heads and how hard he worked. I want to be very... I'm not... I want to talk about work ethic because when everybody ever talks about work ethic, they always bring up Michael Jordan. No, I'm not. Please, I'm not saying, I'm not comparing anybody to Michael Jordan besides LeBron because that's a ridiculous comparison to make. But um, guys like Jimmy Butler are known, like a guy like Jimmy Butler is known for how hard he works. Like in the in the bubble NBA finals, like they were saying that this guy was like putting the entire team on his back. And he became one of the best players on the court because he was doing just that. When he got eliminated and they left the bubble, day two of the offseason, he was back in the gym and, like, drenched in sweat. This is the kind of work ethic that makes average players great players. And you look at a guy like – and, like, I don't know why we're not believing this now, and I don't know why we can't buy in a little bit more because look at a guy like Nikola Jokic. Again, not comparing Luka Garza to Nikola Jokic. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm simply bringing up this comparison because Nikola Jokic was the first NBA MVP to be drafted in the second round. And we just had Ben Wallace, who was an undrafted player, end up Mm -hmm. in the Hall of Fame. He's the only one who's ever done that. We're now seeing the game develop in a way where second or undrafted players can become great if not legendary players in this league so Luca Garza is going to struggle he's going to be I I would have to imagine that this is going to be a probably a fairly difficult season but do not be surprised if this guy takes over a few games or even rightfully so maybe he becomes the second center off the bench at some point this year because he's earned it this is a guy who's worked for everything that he's had and he's lived up to it every place he's been at mm-hmm. so um i'm excited for him i'm also excited for isaiah livers but that's because i'm a michigan fan but he was saying like his entire basketball career has been played in michigan so why would he want to go anywhere else um so that's kind of that. cool you gotta love that but still out of anybody outside of cunningham i'm super excited for luca garza and i think that could be the steal of this mm-hmm. year's nba draft and i hope it is because if it is pistons are going to be real nice yes. real nice and yes we might have ourselves a very competitive team in this not-so-competitive NBA East. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about the Pistons. But Beautiful. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. All righty. Tonight is our first preseason game. Tonight, Wednesday, the 29th of September. For the Wings. For the Wings, yes. Um, when you hear this, it will be post that game, and I'm... I don't have any expectations for this, honestly. I mean, I do, like, I would like to win. You don't want to lose. But uh, I am looked at the roster that was released, and it's, I mean, it's 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 really just a showcase for guys trying to make spots still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's basically, that's basically all it is. I find it really funny that uh, Grice is the starting goalie for this game because it's like, oh, it's just going to be like last year where he was hung out to dry with no talent I in front know. of him. I'm, poor guy. He just cannot. He, I just, I hope he catches a break sometime. <laughs> no, this, this team, this team will be, I don't want to say exponentially better, but they will be better than they were last year. And that includes the yes. defense. Yes. Um, I did see, I, I did see the, 
Let me let me look up because you're you're probably looking at the roster for tonight as well. Um, I am looking at the roster. Yes. But I Would saw. Would you like me to read it to you? No, I, I have it right here in my likes on Twitter. It should be, it should be right here. I think. Uh, I'm gonna look at it again. Here, okay, I got it. Uh, wow, the forward depth is uh, something, and I would have to imagine that Bobby Ryan, uh, Nemestikov, and Hironik will be wearing the A's tonight. Um, because they always do in the preseason. They have to. Yep. They just throw three A's on there. Uh, but I saw our good friend Adam Brubacher is playing tonight. I want to watch this preseason game solely because I want to see how Adam Brubacher plays. Mm. Dude's an old man. And, yes, he is. And yes, he is. He, and he looked stuck in the mud in the prospect tournament. Like At times. He had a really nice goal. We talked about that. Or a really mm-hmm. nice assist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like... I felt like I was watching me out there in pads because, like, when I'm not in pads and playing pond hockey, of course, you're going to be like, oh, I feel awesome. And then when you put mm-hmm. pads on, you're like, man, I look like. Why am I playing in, you know, those, um, when they train canines for the police, those yeah. unit, those, like, full body pad suits? Is that what you feel like you're skating around in? Kind of. One I, of those I, things? I, I just I just look like I, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but, and. I'm not. I'm, Adam Brubacher is a incredibly talented hockey player. As to me, I think I saw something. There was, uh, there was, there was a guy by the name of Brian Scalabrini. Shout out the White Mamba. Um, was like known for being like the best worst player of all time, um, and he did something called the Scalenge. Okay. Play off his name, and he had uh, he had applications for people to play against him. Um, in like New York or something like that. So he mm-hmm. took the 30 best applicants mm-hmm. and he played a game of one-on-one and he like beat every single one. Destroyed them. Well, just yeah. To... to make it to the NHL in and of itself is an, is an incredible feat. Correct. I mean, he hasn't, but. No, that's what I'm saying. Like even, I guess even to get to this point to be, you're right. Brubacher is not, is that how you say his name? Brubacher? I think so. Whatever. Um, for him to make it there, even to this point, to be on a team that is, you know, pre-NHL season, like, yeah. he is in the top, you know, 2% of the world. Mm-hmm. You are probably in the top 75, 80, because you can skate. <laughs> and I'm... I would say 90. Like, okay. That's, that's pretty generous. <laughs> okay. But... Yeah, so, like, he's made it to this point. He's better than most people up the street. Oh, for sure. He's probably, but he's better than almost all beer leaguers. Like, yeah. he's he's better. Oh, just, 100%. The, the guy's line was to, like, everybody he played. He was like, I am closer to LeBron than you are to me. Which yeah. is, like, a crazy statement. But It's also, a crazy statement, but also but true. But, but not abs- wrong. But absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. as, as much crap as I'm giving Brubacher, uh, he, could, he could totally... Just oh. destroy me. And by me Fully. talking crap about him tonight, he's probably going to get, like, two assists or something. <laughs> I'm Just throw that out into the world. I'm expecting that to happen. Yes. Um, but other than that, I'm really interested to see how Michael Stevens – or not Michael, Mitchell Stevens looks. Um, and then Giovanni Smith will – Giovanni Smith, like, will do what he does. Like, I, yeah. think, it, I think it's pretty set in stone that he's going to be on this roster and he's going to mm-hmm. be uh, effective. Yes. And remember what the thing I said about contracts – which one? Uh, like, we talked about the Abdelkader, the Cabrera, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a while ago. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think anybody is expecting Giovanni Smith to be the NHL's, like, best power forward ever. I hope he is. That would be that would be great. Um, but if Giovanni Smith can hover around that $1 million to, like, closer to the league minimum route, he's going to be easily, A, a fan favorite, and B, one of the most productive players on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um and I will I'll lock that in because yeah. he's a big body, um, he's aggressive. But as we've talked about countless times, the man has some serious skill. And if you mm-hmm. put him on a talented line with like, for some reason, if injuries happen, and you put him on a line with Larkin, he'll 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 surprise you in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So he'll be really. I interesting. mean, injuries will happen. We already aren't sure whether Larkin, Verana are gonna. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Larkin will start opening yes. night. 
but Verana got hurt 10 minutes into his first, you know, into his first time on ice. Did you not see this? I I did see it. uh, I just... But basically, he had visa problems, so he couldn't get into the States, so he missed a couple days of training camp. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on the minute on on the ice first ten minutes into his his play he got I don't know what I can't remember what happened but basically he was out and he went to a specialist which mm-hmm. is never a word you want to hear in relation to one of your teammates medical issues yeah <laughs> because that usually means he's out for a while mm-hmm. which is not something that we need right now as a rebuilding team a hundred percent which. Is also not great. Are, are we gonna? Are, should we talk about the elephant in the room? If you want to talk about the elephant in the room, go I for mean, it. I mean, we we probably should talk. About yes, the talk about in the, the elephant. Um, so, regardless of how you feel, this is reality. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is the only player on the Red Wings roster who did not accept the COVID nineteen vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, without getting too polarizing about that that is going to cause some issues for this team he's not going to be allowed to travel to canada and it looks like he might not even allowed to be travel or he might not be allowed to travel to games in san jose and also in new york city um because of their vaccine mandate um with that um Mm -hmm. and i saw something today that uh bertuzzi's agent is uh an agent of other players who have declined the COVID-19 vaccine, most notably, most notably Mackenzie Blackwood, who is an incredible goalie for uh-huh. the New Jersey Devils. Yes. Um, one of probably the budding young stars in, in net for the NHL. Um, <laughs> so not only are you going to have to deal with injuries, you're going to have to deal with uh, a player who, well, I mean, let's face it, Bertuzzi is a very important player on this team. He's a key piece to this team. And arguably, I think he's a very underrated player in the league um, mm-hmm. because he looks like a guy who doesn't have a lot of skill, but he does have a lot of skill, frankly. Because yes. like yes. sometimes he looks pretty unimpressive, but then like those are the games where like he'll rattle off two straight goals, yep. and it's like, oh, okay, he's there. Per- personally, I love Bertuzzi. He's one of my favorite players on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, without without getting too much into it. I'm a little disappointed with how people are talking about Bertuzzi as mm-hmm. far as this decision um, goes. I mean, it's a headache for the team. I'm sure he's been getting earful behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like, yes, the, the, the vaccine. He has since become yeah. a polarizing figure among the Red Wings organization. And I think that our fan base has had a very visceral reaction to this do you and i are both vaccinated correct we made those those choices those are personal choices um we also are not on teams or a part our job our most of our job is not part of traveling every week multiple times a week sometimes and being in a place that can expose other people to this whatever this mm-hmm. this disease this um, virus at the same time the reaction that has come out of this is really disheartening in the fact that there's no grace yeah. um and i think that that's where you and i are both struggling is like do I won't speak for you, but I think, I don't know that I agree with this move by Bertuzzi. That's I'm, but I'm not going to go out and, 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 you know, crucify him for it Mm -hmm. because it is his choice. Um, and I think that we've seen a lot of the fan base just tear into the guy based solely on a personal choice that he has made. Yeah. And that is really disheartening. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think the lack of grace is the, correct verbiage for it mm-hmm. um, because it, hockey does a really good job of keeping all sorts of reasoning and uh, reaction behind closed door. So really, nobody really knows why Bertuzzi said he's not going to get the vaccine. I don't think um, he said just a personal decision. I researched it and everyone cringes at, oh, I researched it. Well, what research did you do? We're not going to get into that because 
this mm-hmm. is not this is not that type of podcast. Um, but I'm I'm looking at it from I, I like to look at things from both sides, um, and on things like this because this yes. is, I mean, there's some things you can't look at both sides from, um, mm-hmm. but on one side, if if like somebody doesn't understand something, um, and like they don't know how, like in school, right? If someone didn't know uh, the answer to the math problem, right? You're not going to be like, oh, wow, you're the stupidest person ever. Like, how come you don't know this, like, answer? Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's more complicated because it involves affecting other people. Um, ridiculing that person isn't going to help them find the answer. And there was a guy on Reddit who <laughs> – a guy on Reddit that sounds so <laughs> – That's a great source, Corey. <laughs> I know. But he was talking about, like, how, like – and, again, keeping this aside, however you think about this, I don't – Frankly, I don't really care. Um, but, uh, like, for people to understand the truth, you just need to keep showing them the truth and talking to them respectfully. Like, this was in the midst of all of this. He needs to be traded, kicked out of the league, lose his job. You, you have mm-hmm. this comment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, to, for people to, uh, to truly understand the truth, you have to keep presenting them the truth in a respectful manner. Yeah. And I was really surprised that this comment wasn't closer to the top. And everybody was just like, anybody who doesn't believe in the vaccine stuff, they're a, they're a moron, they're an idiot, and they deserve to to die. I mean, we're treating some of these people are treating Bertuzzi like like he beat his wife, or like said some horrible thing to somebody online. And it's just like he 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 made a choice about not putting something in his body. And again, however you feel about it, but still, like he. Like we don't, mm-hmm. we don't exactly know why he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know. So I, I just like, I, I, I don't. Bottom line, I don't think calling him an idiot is the is the the way to get through to him. Absolutely the way to get not. through because I feel like that's just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would roll over when somebody's yelling at him. He's a hockey you know? player. He's a yeah. he's he's a rough. No, even group. even like even outside of hockey, just him as a person and as a being. Yeah, he seems more like the person of you're telling me not to, so I'm going to, sort of thing. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you don't present it in a way, and I, obviously I have no idea who he is as a person, but through interviews, following him on social media, those sorts of things, that's the vibe that I get. Sure, that's what we have to go off of. Yes, people can be reasoned with. Sure. If you're respectful and you present the facts and you present your opinion in in a in a in a concise and again respectful manner, people will change their minds in that regard. People can change their minds that way. They're not going to change their minds because you're burning their jersey in the backyard. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's fair enough. Yes. So I, it is it is a polarizing issue whether when it comes to the vaccine in and of itself. But I think the reality of it is is that it is going to cause problems on the ice, sure. um, which we don't love. Uh, I also think it's probably going to cause a little bit of... I don't know if problems is the right word, but maybe disconnect disconnect is the word i'm looking for a little bit of a disconnect in the locker room because he is not allowed to go out to bars when travel he's not allowed to um go into other people's hotel rooms he's not allowed to have teammates in his hotel room he, there are a lot of rules that he is going to have to follow sure for the next 82 games and i i think that's uh that's going to force a lot of these guys to end up getting it we're seeing that a lot in the nba as well mm-hmm. um uh there's a couple of guys that again are not going to be able to play and I mean there's a guy that plays for the Warriors Andrew Wiggins he doesn't want to get the vaccine they're like okay you're not going to be able to play home games here that's half of his season yep uh, yeah th- and that's just not going to fly like this guy yeah. is going to I and th- that kind of like that kind of is a little bit concerning but regardless of it being concerning I think because of these things everybody is eventually going to if they want to like play long a long time in their respective sport these guys are probably gonna get this mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. i think i don't think if i had to bet on it i think bertuzzi gets it at some point which one yeah. he gets i don't know and the fact that people are arguing which one to get i i'm 
that makes me a little bit angry. I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> it's like you're trying so hard to make sure that people get one. Don't be yeah. upset if they get one over the other. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know, so, but again, it's different. And I, uh, this is this is so weird to talk about because we're trying not to like step on anybody's toes, but we're also mm-hmm. like, we're just, we're trying to see it as it's given, the information is given yeah. to us. And yeah. this is how the information is given to us. Um, but I, I just, again, I, not that I feel for Bertuzzi, but I don't like how he's being treated. Like he's, he's being I would treated agree. like, no, I fully would agree. He's being treated like a criminal and he's not a criminal. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so um, on to a more happy, not a more happy note, but uh, a contemplative, what are you hoping for from this season with the Red Wings type note? What is, what does a good season look like for you? Mm, I said playoffs. You say playoffs. I firmly, I firmly you believe think that's, that's the ceiling. That's okay. the ceiling. You think it's a reachable ceiling? I think so. I think okay. so. I think the defense will be much better. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, again, I guess the hype that's surrounding Cider could be, um, could all come crashing down very quickly. But I don't think that's going to happen. Because, I don't think it will either. Because I think they've they've done a really good job at seasoning him, um, and making sure he's ready. Um, and uh, he, even since the day he was drafted, he's looked better than his peers um, wherever he's been. Um, so that's encouraging. So the defense will be better and our goalies will not be hung out to dry as much as much as they were in years past. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what Verona can do in a bigger sample size. Um, if, if he may, he's okay, if he's, if he's healthy, yeah. um, I guess the same for Bertuzzi. Um, whenever this vaccine fiasco with him gets settled. Um, but I think in the games that he will play, he will still be as effective as he was and still be a fan favorite. Um, I'm excited for a healthy Larkin, obviously, to prove the haters wrong, um, because let's not forget, last year was his first year as captain, so he's taking on a bigger role, both mm-hmm. physically and mentally, and also he's trying to probably keep the locker room in order during a COVID-plagued season. So probably not the best season for you to have your first year as captain yeah um, the so mental I, strain that kid was under there will be a lot of things lifted off of his shoulders i think this year so he'll be able to play a little bit better um and then just some of the young guys um i think zadina is going to have a monster year yeah of, of anybody on this team i think zadina is going to be the best player on the ice mm-hmm. and we've said this countless uh-huh. times he looks like a he looks like a little Zetterberg out there. I mean, you paid him to score goals, but if you get a little Zetterberg, you're not going to complain with that either. No. Did you see that Larkin called him Z the other day in an interview? And even better. Now he has his nickname, so he has to be. Are you yeah. feeling okay with that nickname? Because that's... That's my boy. Um, that's your boy. I mean, naturally, that was going to happen. Yeah, I know. And like, I feel like the fan base was trying to move away from it, but it's the easiest one. Yeah. I think I I always called him Big Z, so yeah. As long as we stay away from that, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> um, what if he just like totally bulks up and becomes just massive. a monster f- physically? <laughs> he very well could. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't I don't know what's in his training regime, but um, yeah. Then we'll so just I, call him Little Z, ironically. Yeah, Little Z. Little Z. Drop the drop the the T's, Little Z. Um, but yeah, so that'll be, I'm going to try to watch the game after, after service or like check some replays. Cause I want to look at my boy Brubaker. Yes. I want to see if he looks as slow as he usually does, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for hockey again. I'm excited to move closer to normalcy. We've seen it with baseball this year. We've mm-hmm. seen it with, we've seen it with football right now. Um, and I think once you get hockey back, uh, you're going to be like, ah, we're, we're close. Yeah. We're very, very, we're much closer than further away. If, yes. if that makes any sense. No, absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know if playoffs is a reachable ceiling in my opinion, but I think uh, one or two steps outside of that. So seventeen, eighteen. I think that's reachable. Sure. Um. So that's where I'm going to hang my hat. I would love to be proven wrong. Um, but also we have to think of the draft that is coming up 
and the talent that is at the top of that. So, okay. I don't, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is not a good reason, but it is a reason. But that would, that would, it, the players themselves on the team are not going to think I that. I know, we've had this discussion, I don't know how many times. They aren't I'm playing to saying. lose their job. I, I get what you're saying, like, I'm yeah. sure management would love that, and like, yeah. And, like, they could manipulate to, like, okay, hey, we're going to, like, get rid of this guy or, like, send him down or, like, do this. I'm not this saying and that. that this is what they're thinking. Sure. I'm just saying that I would not be mad if that was our outcome. Sure. But you I know? think with a couple of these signings that they've had, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're necessarily thinking about bottom of the league either. No, I don't want them to be, to be thinking bottom of the league. Absolutely not. I, no, because that would show way too much regression and we don't need that. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for an okay season from Cider because I know the adjustment is going to be tough. So I'm not expecting, like, blow us out of the water insanity from him, but I would like to see that he is adjusting well. At least by probably, let's say by December, I want him to be pretty well adjusted. I think he Um, will be. I agree with you. I would love to see Raymond get at least a couple games. He will. Um... I would like Hironic to be back to where he was two years ago. We'll see if that happens. I'm hoping. And even if he isn't, like, he's still pretty good. <laughs> right, exactly. But he was great, and I would love to have him back at that. Correct. Um, and I would like somebody to just punch Jamie Benn in the face. That will happen. Just, yeah. That's that's Those are my four wishes. Smith or... Or Ernie, or um, uh, who else? Who else would do that? Maybe Larkin will just do it. Maybe. Larkin doesn't need any more stress on his neck, on his back, anything like that. That Protect our captain, please. There's no vaccine mandate in Texas, so maybe Bertuzzi (laughs) will do it. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Perfect. Is that well? That would that put him back in good graces with Red Wings fans? I imagine so. If he, if I'm he... I'm thinking that it will probably go. It will ebb and flow with when he's at games and when he's not at games. Maybe this was the plan all along. Maybe Bertuzzi was the guy to get to take one for the team, not get the vaccine, take the blunt of it, and then they play Dallas. He plays somehow with COVID and gives Jamie Ben COVID, and he's out for a couple games or, or like a couple weeks. <laughs> terrible, terrible. No, that's a terrible awful. conspiracy theory. Absolutely awful. I but hate that. what if? What if? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I was already off the rails today, so like, why not? Why not just top jump, it off? Just jump right off. Jump in front just, of the train now. Why not jump off the rails? So again, maybe another apology will be an issue. Um, oh gosh! But that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Mm-hmm. Please do not, please do not think it any more into. <laughs> uh, I'm also excited for non-Red Wings things being the Capitals and Rangers first game. Ooh, yes, because be... that's going to be just WWE on ice. That's going to be great. Uh, because the Rangers now have Reeves, uh, mm-hmm. and I saw a video of him giving. Uh, fighting lessons to one of their other players, one of the younger players, the other day during during practice. Very good. And I was like, "Yeah, let's let's uh, let's do that." And somebody can take Tom Wilson out because I'm not a fan of that guy. I know you're not. I think you mention it once every day. I, not every day, but every time he comes up, I just gotta I gotta let the people know I'm not a fan. I'm just, he is cute, though. I won't deny that. That's fair. He is cute. So is Ryan Reeves. That's also true. But. But, but I'm every, rooting for one of them. Every fan's dream, no matter how you want to take it. You want fights? Boom. You want <laughs> attractive men? Boom. You want good hockey? Boom. It's there. That's true. They're uh, triple threats. <laughs> triple threats. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I need to get off this. I need to get off the mic. Mm. I've, I've said way too much today. And we're You've under been having an, a day. We're under an hour, too. So We were trying to get it done so you could go to work, man. Yeah, I got to go to work, yeah. I have to go yeah. talk to the children now. Ugh, children. Don't corrupt <laughs> them, okay? I won't. He says with a smile on his face. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We're so glad that you could join us for this episode of the CNC Replay. Um, feel free to follow us on socials at CNC Sports. Uh, 
wow, what is our handle? CNC Sports Pod. Yeah. Um, and then if you could also rate us five stars and hit that subscribe button, we would really appreciate it because that helps us reach more people that aren't already following us. Even after my debacle today. Even after your debacle today. Well, hopefully we'll rebound. Yeah. Um, we need to get Chris on. He's usually the one with the more polarizing opinions. Yes. He needs to come back soon. He's, <laughs> he his, needs to at least time, guess. His time is almost up. So His time is ticking. Um, again, thank you so much. We love you all. Have a great rest of your day and a good weekend. Week? Week? I don't know. What day is it? It's Thursday for you it's, guys. Yeah, it'll be Thursday. But yeah, enjoy your weekend. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.